Fuck pain, fuck heartbreak. I'm still in love with life. From the multicultural headquarters of the future capital of the free-thinking states of America known as Los Angeles, this is the Drunken Dows Podcast. Tonight, Rich and Bellelli reconvene in a breezy Ojai to see what condition our condition is in. As the madness swirls, the conversation includes no more waiting to block fools online, shockingly hateful attitudes towards women on the internet, what in the hell is wrong with these pathetic trolls? Daniele goes wild and buys himself something indulgent. A special guest rant, Hugo culture, pandemic cleansings, and put a goddamn mask on. Away we go. And now, asking you all to spread the words that corporations are not persons, I'm Rich Evers. And my partner in crime, the savage philosopher and middle finger of the gods, Daniele Bolelli. As we invite you to lower the lights, Batten down the hatches and prepare to open your mind for the Drunken Dows podcast begins now. Welcome back, everybody, to another fine episode of the Drunken Dows podcast, episode 182. Once again, in the lovely outdoors of the uh, secret Ojai uh, headquarters. Yes, across from me in real reality, uh, socially distanced safely enough away so that we don't get everybody sick. Daniele Bolelli. Yes, indeed. Here we roll. So let's start with a couple of thank yous. Thank you to Onnit for being insanely amazing to us. Uh, they have been with us from almost the beginning and they stand, you know, I heard that recently 75% of advertising for podcasts has gone away since the pandemic began. Really? Like the overwhelming majority of podcasts have seen their budget slashed. Yes, some like seventy-five percent of the budget of most podcasts is gone because so all eight dollars, all eight dollars is gone. Huh? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you know the fact that, granted, we're not exactly swimming in gold, but the fact that Onnit send us some of their products and help us out here, and that's so insanely sweet. Hopefully, we send people their way because they deserve it. They have been crazy good supporters to us. But you can know. you think of it? Can you think of anything you've ever gotten from on it that you didn't feel delivered? No, I, mean, I, I no, think they we had some awesome. kind of crazy elk bar or something one time that didn't like, I like too them. much. But I like the elk bar. I like. Uh, but I can't think of anything. You know, the one thing that didn't work for me was Alpha Brain when he was in peel form. Yeah, that one wasn't doing it, but the powder was awesome. I love that peach powder. And uh, so check out onnit.com forward slash Tawis to get an automatic discount these guys have been nothing but sweet to us absolutely also sending us some of their good products grasslandbeef.com again that's grasslandbeef.com they are way stretched thin right now with so many orders they have received since the pandemic but they have amazing quality organic farm raised all the good stuff beef fish everything and the website will tell you what's Um, available so it's not like you have to have a shot in the dark you'll know let me take back something the organic part some products are some aren't so i don't want to make a blanket claims about everything but there's some really high quality stuff there check them out at grasslandbeef.com yeah i'm pretty sure the beef definitely is some some stuff for sure but um and then of course a big one is uh short design t-shirts making the coolest t-shirts ever including our own the old drunken taoist ones so I those guys i had a durban poison awesome. one out the other day from Did you? way back that's Wait. like seven years ago i know ago. man time flies um oh. so evans i guess shout out to snow roast coffee snowroast.com if you guys drink coffee check them out because they are sweet to us and sometimes they send us coffee which is always sweet nice and uh what else is going on oh of course amazon <gasps> Now, we are going to get into it during the course of the episode, and we mention how everybody's gardening these days, and I've actually seen some people who use our Amazon link to order raised beds for gardening. Awesome. So you guys are awesome for multiple reasons, for gardening, which is a great revolutionary activity, and for using our Amazon link, which is extra sweet. The link, if you want to join, is sending a little bit of your porches our way that way is dbamazing.com the letter db b amazing. the letter b the word amazing.com dbamazing and uh doesn't cost <laughs> you an extra dime and it helps us out so I'll, that's our amazon link i want to say real quick hi to our our, our straw bale gardeners out there there's at least four of you yep i'll collect your names for next time but it's spreading 
and the gardens are growing. Sure is. So with that in mind, let's get the ball rolling. Excellent. Spinning away. So we're back in the breezy backyard in an undisclosed location. Yes, indeed. Somewhere near Ohio. So if you hear dogs yapping or planes coming by, there's not that much noise out here, surprisingly enough, but that would be why. And it's very nice. Yes. And we're indeed. social distancing outside. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we are responsible adults here. Well, we're trying to. Well, also, I mean, it's, it's one of the things, it's like, Maybe you're not scared about it. You think that, you know, you're going to be doing okay immune system-wise. But maybe, you know, other people are not. Like my mom has an autoimmune disease. Um, You don't want to bring it around. Like she told me flat out. It's like, dude, if you're going to take chances, I can see you guys. It's plain and simple. So it's like, okay, I get it. You know, so I'd rather not take chances. My wife's the same way, but, you know, she reached the point today where she hadn't seen her friend up in the Christian Murray Garden. Right. She went today, but they'll be masked, and they're not yeah, going to be... And you keep a little away, you're good to go. You yeah. Know? That works. No, I get it. And in fact, there are... I don't mean to say you have to be a monk for the next 10 years, you know, but, uh, you know, put a goddamn mask. That's not that hard to do. I had a friend That's that flew story. in from uh, the south through Vegas, and was like, hey, man, we're coming by. I was like, mm, not really. no, I'm sorry. You know, right. I may be a weirdo or something, but... Someone that just got off a plane yeah. is not coming to my house. Yeah, it's why take the chance? You know? I'm not going to take the chance. By the way, news from Italy. I'm hearing that uh, right now the coronavirus has mutated there already and is way less deadly and way less damaging than it was just a month ago. Like nice. the people who get it, first, less people are getting it. Second, the people who are getting it have way milder symptoms. They are like, cause there have been a bunch of people who get it, who are strong, who got through fine, but they get fucked up long term. Their lungs are not the same as they were. They have heart issues that they didn't have before. So yep. some people have had really severe reaction. It seemed that the new strain, so to speak, of the coronavirus is not as bad. Well, let's hope so. It is such a lovely day. Yeah, it's beautiful out here. No, I'd also, I think a lot of the hubbub these days is that it, attacks the hemoglobin or at least attaches to the hemoglobin because there's people with like measuring 50 and 45 on their oxygen levels where they should be unconscious but somehow they're not right so i don't think we really know it's definitely it hits everywhere kidneys i heard intestines are in now and no that's why it's not a bad idea to play it a little safe as long as we keep you know find out more it's not that hard i think it's pretty good out here yeah yeah, yeah. So I mean, it depends we where you go. Have if you go to pandemics yeah, and uh, riot, race riots and burning cities, you know, everything uh, is. I think 2020 it's, is looking interesting. Hey, it's the year of the wake-up call, right? You know, which which kind of society do we want? And it's a good time to kind of give it a shake. And speaking of which, we have been going for a few episodes on a few themes, and so one of the themes has been online work for the future for, again, not all jobs, there's no way, but many jobs. Many jobs where people are locked in an office eight hours a day and they don't want to be there and they really only produce about two hours a day and then find ways to waste time because they hate being there for the next (laughs) six hours. And instead, you know, giving people the opportunity to stay at home, do whatever the... We have been hammering on this, so I don't want hammer some more. But I because that's a hot topic of conversation that came up when I was uh, on um, the Duncan Trussell Family Hour podcast and Duncan went to one of the most epic runs in recorded history that was so <laughs> damn funny so we're gonna pull that from that episode and we're gonna play that right now you know what happens when you just look at like entire planet of people who are you know at least prior to this pandemic they were getting in cars and driving to an office where they would sit in a cubicle next to a person that they would only see if they were going to use the bathroom or have lunch. Yep. And they might, you know, maybe a few times a week they would have meetings where their bodies would all gather together and they would say things that they could easily have just said over a computer. And on top of that, 
there was a superstition attached to it, a kind of religious sentimentality related to their uh, meetings and meeting culture, as it's called, so that they would think to themselves, there's no way that this can be as effective if we don't get our physical bodies next to each other. And now, at least, what we're finding is actually it still fucking works. Mm -hmm. And I don't, to me, I don't know where the voice is. There needs to be a voice of someone being like, wait a minute. So you mean the last 15 years of my life where I've been driving two hours in and two hours out in thick fucking traffic to get my body next to other bodies? That was just a symbolic gesture to satiate some lunatic CEO's superstitious idea that human bodies need to be next to each other if we're going to be productive? So like all those two hours, me being away from my family, all that shit was completely unfucking necessary just because some power hungry fucking CEO. It's the same thing as believing in witchcraft. It's the same thing believing the witches are souring the milk. Only in this case, to this day, you have like, I think it was a Microsoft CEO lamenting, lamenting the inability to have in-person meetings. And and it's like that lament that if you know you wanted to hear the sound of COVID, that's what it sounds like. You know what I mean? Some fucking guy who's making a million dollars, ten million dollars a month, or whatever he's making, saying, "Oh, you know, I just I need the bodies of my workers together in the same space so they can smell my fucking pheromones as I control them." You know, <laughs> I think the last three minutes of your speech is one of the greatest threads I've ever heard. And by the way. In a Thank comedic you. kind of way, but also in a very literal kind of way. It's exactly what I've been thinking for quite, even before the pandemic, to be honest. It was one of the things where it's like a lot of the shit that we're doing just makes no sense. This idea that people, granted, there are jobs that you need to do in person, for sure. But there are plenty of those that, you know, so many jobs that don't need it. And so your three minute rant or whatever long it was should be published on every news media should be the top video on youtube because i think is absolutely key to shaping the kind of stuff we're going to be doing in the future because you're right i mean the stuff that this idea of everybody getting into their metal box to drive to a cubicle somewhere to be miserable away from their family it just makes no sense Well, it doesn't get more Duncan than that. I was laugh- comments like that. Yeah, I was laughing my <laughs> ass off. I was laughing my ass. He went. It's funny. There are usually a moment in a conversation with Duncan where suddenly you see him getting like, he's going, he's going for it, he's going for it. Yes, he took off, and you know it's coming. And I'm already laughing beforehand because I see him just getting revved up, yep. and then he's like, and he never fails to. It's always hilarious. I think know? we can jot you down for next year's uh, Midnight Gospel for right. sure. That would be How nice. can you not pull that one? That That's going to be, be nice. a great. I hope they pick it up for a second season. How they can are, they not? It's so successful. I would imagine, but you know, one thing that Netflix does is they don't tell you how successful or not it is. Even but to the creators, it, but because they do the, like the top ten now, like whatever's running, they'll show like and it, it sat up there for a while. Oh wow! I don't know. I, what a great show! Yeah, I'm very pleased with that. Yeah, I mean, can you imagine? It's like, yeah, if you guys haven't checked it out, check out uh, on Netflix uh, Duncan's TV show. I'd meant to. Um, there's a tweet I should have done two weeks ago, but I think through podcasting, we've got some incredible episodes. Mm-hmm. The Mike V suicide episode, mm-hmm. maybe one of the heaviest things we've yep. ever done. You, of course, we've got your story, which is mm-hmm. always grand. And then Duncan's interview with his mom. Yep. yep. I mean, yep. there's a lot of garbage on podcasting, but for there's people that of... need to hear from yep. folks, I mean, maybe we even need to put that in a cluster somewhere yep. for folks that are having a hard time. A mental health anthology. Yeah. You are not yeah. alone. Oh, yeah. Or my new... Uh, Catchphrase, together we rise. Right. I love that. That's a good one. I so, like it. In spite of like the most insane insanity you could hope to watch from your TV screen over the past few days, we're not going to dig into that too much. I am very pissed that somebody broke a window at the Ryman uh, Auditorium. Right. The mother, the mother Church of Country Music. How dare you? <laughs> but I saw something yesterday that 
Because I guess everybody else is like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. And how do you stop them? Where do you... I saw how they stopped it. And I think it was in Florida, of all places, where the protesters came up to the police station and the police officers came out and they didn't come out with their sticks and shit. They came out and knelt. Right. And then the protesters said, march with us. And they did. Yeah, I've seen that happen more than once with cops. Because realistically, that, that a realistic, good cop, yes. and there are, will tell you this is bullshit for everybody, including yeah. for us. Yeah. And in some way, you know, if you are a good cop, it's terrible because everybody will hate all cops at that point. And, and you don't want to crack cop, heads, but when no. people are freaking out, what choice do you have? And I think it's very important. And I think it's nice to see when you do see cops that take a stand that's clearly not popular within the ranks and yep. try to make that more popular so that eventually there won't be a stigma attached to it where they come out and say, no, this shit is not tolerated. Because again, the racist asshole who put a knee on the guy's neck and kill him. Well, what can you say about that, right? That guy is so far gone that there's no hope. But what about the other assholes who are sitting around, standing there while that's happening? Yep. And you got to recognize that what's going on is not only morally wrong, but it's obviously terrible law enforcement, is obviously abuse of force, and is obviously going to come to bite you in the ass. Like, how do you not see that happening? I think they should all go to jail. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, if... If you were strangling somebody and I just hung out and watched, yeah. am I not an right. accomplice? Yeah. It's like, get your body aside. Say, dude, Stop. do you want a Rodney King this? This is the idea. It's like, come on, man. And what's really interesting, I, there's one dude that kind of stands off to the side. I think they were afraid of him. Probably. And did you see the craziness that the that the cop and George Floyd worked at the same nightclub for a good while? I saw that. And so it just you? screams, there had to be a beef. You yeah. Know? Something and I'm not, seems... Oh, Why no. would you treat somebody like that? No, it's like insane. this was his moment, and there that motherfucker is, and I could just see it going out of control. You can see how he puts his hand in his pocket and he's pressing on his thigh inside it without making it obvious to apply more pressure. Is that what he's doing? Yeah. I thought it was interesting. There was some, I guess he claimed to be a jujitsu guy who was showing, no, and the picture, he's just on his friend's shoulder. Nah, that's bullshit. It's complete bullshit. And then he had like a bogus jujitsu tattoo of some kind, and people yeah, were calling yeah. him out for that. It's like this guy doesn't yeah. know anything about anything. No, Don't it's listen bullshit. to it. Social media is the problem. I mean, they just I think today as we record that they did the, the autopsy. They say it was asphyxia. They say it was the pressure on the neck. It wasn't no pre-existing bullshit or anything. Direct connection between the knee on that spot in the neck and yeah. that. So that was the family's. So whoever did autopsy. that, uh, but it's that master autopsy guy that does all the right. big cases. Yeah, how could it not be? We all no, saw it. Of course, it. of course, that's pretty obvious. It but was yeah. funny though. We have these riots going on, and I can say, but at the same time, we finally launched a rocket to the space station from our own land. I saw that. That's SpaceX. Do you know those guys were named Bob and Doug? And I don't know if you're familiar with the the old SCTV. Bob and Doug McKenzie, take off, eh? Beauty. Missing out. Oh. <laughs> I'll have to turn you on to some of that. It's just two beer-drinking friends that had their own right. TV show, and their names were Bob and Doug. Bob and Doug. They did a movie called Strange Brew a ways back. Gotcha. So no, the I fact mean. that every time there's like, Bob and Doug are now preparing to uh, initiate Something. the launch sequence, it's like, well, get us some beers, eh? <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> no, it's trippy times, man, because, yeah, there's, of course... There's the potential for a lot of great things to happen, but seriously, when you look at right now between pandemics and race, I mean, the riot thing, like when you look at like police brutality going on in 2020, this is the same shit that we saw for decades now. I know. And even with all the improvement in, you know, civil rights, this, that, and the other, you're still seeing all the from Rodney King on, how many times does it need to happen before something changes, you know? It's it's insanity. It I remember is. Rodney King, that was 1992. I happened to be driving through Birmingham, Alabama, going to do some sound and light for some show, and Birmingham was on fire. Yeah, of course. It was insanity. And here we are again, unchanged. And the president's calling for police dogs or attack yeah, dogs. I mean, what could possibly be more of an icon of the civil rights era than people losing their fucking yeah. dogs on people? No, it's, yeah, it's pretty bad. 92 is, by the way, was uh, when the Rodney King thing happened. It was like maybe three months before I moved to L.A., right before I decided. I decided already everything was set to move to L.A., and I'm like, yay hang out by the beach and the sun and I turned on the TV and it's like a lay's on fire and I'm like oh shit 
Maybe I didn't think it through. That's hilarious because I had always had my intention. I graduated December of 92. And when it came out, the car didn't work, and I was kind of stuck because I was my intention was to drive right. to L.A. that next morning, and it just wasn't possible. Yeah. That tipped the balance. I was like, somebody's telling me something because that concerned me a lot too. Oh, yeah. That was madness. That was madness. And again, right now, as anything can change in the next few days, we're recording these on what? June, June 1st. 1st. Yeah. So it's, uh, yeah, it's not looking like a happy time right now in a lot of cities. It's going to be a long summer. Yeah. 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 But we don't have to talk about that all day. No. So, okay, let's jump into some random things. Uh, so here is, I confess my scenes. Here we go. So, all right. Here we go. I, um, Last time I did it was about 20 years ago. I, um, 20 or, you know, growing up, I never had any money, right? My mom and dad didn't have much. My mom a little more. My dad really had no money. So, I mean, philosophers aren't raking it in. Yeah. So, so the Bruce Lee quote stands. Yeah. It was pretty nuts. And, you know, <laughs> it was a choice. He chose to only do stuff he wanted to do, which meant no money. And that's, you know, it's part of the gig. So, and the way they, raised me was tricky because they wouldn't tell me no you can't have this toy fuck off it was more like okay if you really 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 want it we can try to get it for you but of course that comes from a non-existent budget so you better really 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 want it because if you're gonna play with it for two months and then cast this aside (laughs) that's we can't afford it you know that's not something that and even on relatively small stuff so as a Little kid, I would just go to the toy store and like my eyes would melt because I'm looking at everything and it looks amazing. And I want this and that and that and that. And that. But in my mind, I'm like, responsibility. So will I play with this a year from now? Because otherwise I'm just basically betraying them. You know, they are letting me do something and, um, <laughs> and I'm going to make them work in doing shit they don't want to do, blah. So moral of the story, I grew up with a thing that I don't buy anything for myself. My attitude was like, nope, I don't need it. So for the longest time, I would literally buy nothing, right? Unless it's like the pants are falling off and there are more holes than uh, you keep them on. And so that was kind of my general attitude. Back like 20 years ago, I was was making my own money, very little money, but I was, you know, being independent at least and stuff. And I remember Elizabeth, my wife, was like, Jesus Christ, man, buy once something just for you, just for the hell of it. That's not like survival food or something, you know? And like, no, 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 no. And she convinced me that I should buy a PlayStation 2. Just shut up, (laughs) be happy. It's one of those things. And I was like, fuck it, okay. And it felt so weirdly indulgent. I was like, oh my God. I'm breaking the rules here. I spent whatever it was, two, three hundred dollars, whatever it was on something that's purely for the hell of it. And um, and it was fun. And, you know, that helped me actually start to think, hey, ease up a little. You know, you're going a little heavy on the responsibility <laughs> and no, no spend. <laughs> it's good, you know, you don't want to do the opposite, but also breathe a little. It's okay, you know. And so a few days ago, I decided, screw it. I'm doing it again. I was so I got a PlayStation 4, which just dropped in price because they announced they are gonna make PlayStation 5. And I'm like, okay, I don't have the time because I don't have the time to play video games. I don't, but I want there are some games that just look too good. What I want game are you going for? So, okay, this is my new obsession for the last two days Far Cry Primal. Far Cry Primal is basically a caveman story. Right. And of course, the graphics are so insanely better than they were. I mean, I grew up on Pac-Man. You are know? they totally realistic or are they kind of cartoony? Are they based off of that primal cartoon that the guy who did uh, Samurai Jack did? I don't think so. I don't think so. So it's not super it's stylized. It's just no, cool it's, looking. But it's semi-realistic and okay. stuff. Because uh, that primal cartoon is kind of cool, too. I need to check that out. I haven't seen it. The now, opening episode is his family being eaten by dinosaurs. That's I mean, always a good it's start. It's madness. But <laughs> this is set like 12,000 years ago, Central Europe. and um, Right after the Younger Dryas impact exactly. changed it. <laughs> so there's uh, the beginning of a few people starting to think about planting seeds, but not quite. So it's mostly... And I don't know what it is about it, man. I don't know about that 
the idea of prehistory that fascinates me so much. And of course, there's so little about it that I can spin on. Like, I would love to do a History on Fire episode, but there's really little about it, right? Well, those could be fictional ones. Well, I've thought about discussing that with you. What if we made fake history on fires? Right. That and made our fun. own stories from way back of lost civilizations and things. I did that. This goes that. back to my Graham Hancock fandom that goes 20 years. Right. But wouldn't that be fun? That would be fun. <laughs> so, yeah, that's a whole other rabbit hole that I have been quite a bit down lately in my mind. But just this, the idea that through a video game, I can dive into this world, which, by the way, is beautifully designed. It's like you are in the mountains, in the woods, there's a river running through, and animals all around and it's just a like some of the, half of the time i'm not even following the mission or whatever you're supposed to do to push the storyline i just want to hang out i sit there i look around i go take a swim in the river i look and the visual are so insanely beautiful that wow. it, that's fun in itself you know is it day and night is it a yeah. constant sort of There's thing that day your day and goes night. by and, and of course night the panthers come out a little and... more dangerous so you better run back to your cave or pray <laughs> i have already managed to get in order trampled by a mammoth uh eaten by wolves huh? eaten by wild dogs eaten by a bear um what else has killed was it re revenant style did it was it a hard death uh, yeah, they don't show you actually get. They show you getting mauled. You assume that afterwards <laughs> you're getting eaten. Oh, and I got in a fight with a cannibal tribe, and I got killed by them at one point. I wonder what happened to you after that. Yeah, I'm sure I was. Uh, mm, them thighs are delicious. You know, burger. <laughs> but so I've I've explored many, many, many ways to die in prehistory already, and I'm pretty sure I'll explore many more. But man, that thing is like. I don't know. I really like the... Like, I've seen people who are really good at video games and I'm not who play, and sometimes it's so efficient that I'm like, hey, man, I think you're missing the point. Half of it is not like, run here, get, kill this, get the stuff that you need, go to the other thing, move. I'm like, dude, just walk around. This place is beautiful. You're and in this other reality. a long time designing that for yes. you, too. And so just doing that and uh, exploring it, I'm like, man, this is fun. This is objectively a fun thing that, yes, I don't have time for, but who cares? I'll make the time somehow because I'm just having a blast with that. I think even moderation needs moderation right. has been floating around this show for a exactly. long time. So yeah. that's great. I've been drinking gin and tonics. Oh, man. Oh, so that gets me on another thing. <laughs> you are opening one door after another. So the other thing, what I'm in the middle today is June 1st, is day 11 of a 40-day cleanse that I'm going through. Whoa. Because, um, so for the beginning of the pandemic, like most people, I started drinking way too much. Yep. And eating, eating terrible things. Terrible things. Yeah. And, and I, my body was clearly unhappy with me. There was a point where I was like, everything was not functioning at its best. And, uh, and so, yeah, I was chatting with a friend, was like a doctor. I was like, yeah, you should, week a few things and so i decided screw it okay i'm going on this four i've done it twice before this is the third time i'll do it and this isn't the cayenne pepper yeah yeah is, is so it? what i do is 40 <laughs> days the first 10 days are easy um you cut off alcohol you cut off uh, any kind of sugar other than fruit or honey you cut off uh, pasta um bread rice yeah, that's about it. White rice. I think you can still have brown rice or something. So that's about it, right? Those are the ones. Not terrible. It's where you're supposed to be anyway. Yeah. Um, the next two weeks, which start today, are completely vegan. Wow. And uh, and then in the middle of it, I have to drink this horrendously nasty potion. One of the I've drunk a lot of foul things in my life. That is one <laughs> of the foulest things I've ever put lips to. There's uh, turmeric, which is not bad in moderation, but this is not in moderation. You're going to turn orange. Clove, which Ooh. is fucking nasty. I just say it. It's like when you have a decent amount, it just tastes horrendous. I smoked cloves for um, a small window of time. <laughs> Madness. Yes. Uh, <laughs> apple cider vinegar, which again is cool in small amounts. Completely great not for you too, you but not for chugging. Uh, oh my God. And what's the fourth thing? I know Horse you put a little honey, but there was something else that was evil. In any case... So you mix this thing every night, half hour, an hour before dinner. And that's like a parasite killing thing. Um, if it doesn't kill you, it probably is good for you. But it's, 
It's so nasty, man. Gretchen makes his fire cider stuff, and it's essentially that, but it's like horseradish and jalapenos and all this oh, sort of really fiery. Oh, okay, real no, fire. mine is not that fiery. It's just nasty. Like the taste is beyond. And what I do is because uh, I'm a real man, I just do. You know, they tell you to dilute it, but to me, I'm like. Nah, Let's I just have to with. taste crappy stuff for longer. And it's not as crappy, but <laughs> I do it like in the smallest size possible with minimal water where I just down this thing in like two sips. Is and, it like a pretty uh, decent glass full? Yeah, so it's, it's not one of those. We drink a gallon of this no, twice no. a day. But it's a, it's a solid, maybe half glass glass, something like that. So, you know, you, it doesn't go just in one. <sighs> and uh, yeah, that thing is nasty, man. So now it's... Cabbage and carrots, and that's about it. The key are the key to stay not to lose too much weight and have enough energy. Are well, yeah. There's a shitload of greens, but that not gonna keep you going for too long. So yeah, you have all the kale and these and that and the other. But the key things that keep you going are quinoa. Uh, that as a grain, at least give you some substance. Right. Sweet potatoes keep you going. Um, I think you can have brown rice. I have to check. That would do it. I think that's about it. Those are the carbs, pretty much. Wow. And you have almost four weeks of this left. Yeah. There's, uh, what is it? I did 10 days, 30 more days to go. Well, okay, no. So let me rephrase. This part, the vegan stuff, lasts two weeks. Okay. From day 11 to day 25. And then day 26 through 40, it's kind of like the first, no, it's like the first 10 days. It's like you go back to eating other stuff, but still no alcohol, no bread, no pasta, no sugar. So that's the gig. I think and, we uh, all were very, very bad when we were uh, <laughs> in lockdown. Yeah. Since we had company and we were making feasts and being insane and like, this could be the last time because it felt that way. I mean, I love, I don't know, man. I like drinking. It feels good. Like I drink a little bit of wine. I drink a little, and sometimes a little bit is not so little. I just feel happier. I just go in another happy dimension where... So I can see how it's really addictive to some degree. And, and in fact, sure I, real, I realized I was like, dude, I'm drinking every single day. This is not anymore the, okay, drink two days a week in somewhat moderation. Okay, make it three days. This is every day and it's no longer in moderation. So I think it's time to give it a hard cut. Yeah, I, I, I didn't get too deep into it, but I mean, I essentially didn't drink at all. And... Them gin and tonics are pretty tasty. I know. But I do one of those. So Those are for the people who can see Oh, it. I'm sorry. Uh, it's actually a pickle jar because, you know, recycle, reuse. Yeah. But, you know, basically your regular size mason jar. Mix them in there, shake it real good, and sip it through the night. So Nice. I haven't got rib raw and drunk. But I did have one every night for a right. few weeks. I was like, what am I doing? Yeah. This ain't on the list at all. No, I know. And neither was that ice cream. It was like, this is it. I didn't fall all the way into the sugar bin, uh, but I fell far enough. Oh, it's embarrassing, man. And it's funny. Of all things, Mark Marin was like, you diabetic folks, I know what you're doing out there. You're eating all that shit you're not supposed to eat. He called me out on it. Right. Oh, there's another one to add to the list of the saddest podcasts ever. His girlfriend. I heard. I heard. He was on the air. Lynn Sheldon was her name. Yeah. And I just didn't put it together. But they had just recently moved in together. And, like, I think within 24 hours of her literally just falling over dead of some sort of blood disorder. It wasn't COVID or anything. Right. He put on an amazing kind of 20, 25 minutes talking all about it. So that's another one on my list of, like, heavy, heavy. I think that's what made me think the list in the first place. Right. So he... He did a service to a lot of people doing yep. that, and it's like so fucking sad. Yeah, he no, finally, finally found her. Two wrecked marriages. They took five years getting together, and the thing he played was the interview with he, he did with her five years ago, uh, which was the first time they met. And he, he said, "You, you can literally hear him falling in love with her." Right. It was crushing. That's heavy, man. That's I'm sorry. I don't know heavy. why I jumped into that. No, but, but that's uh, it's another one of those. I'm making my list. Important yeah. podcast moments. Yeah, because it's not talking about jizz filled depression. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, no, I get it. I get it. I mean, even not too long ago, like in January or something, we did a podcast on anxiety and depression was in the title. Yeah. Uh, I was looking at the downloads. It's like way more than usual. Like people clearly need to hear stuff about it because a lot of people struggle. So it's. Uh, 
is not it's a, something that everybody goes through to one one degree or another for sure but um, okay on a lighter note so yes. what i was doing uh attempting sugar suicide before doing the cleans <laughs> i ordered on amazon a fuckload of milano cookies that oh. are these like double chocolate sweet little sandwich yes. guys with the and because that was not perverted enough, I also ordered a bunch of Nutella. And so I would dip the Milano cookies in the Nutella. And I think it's like, I don't know, 10,000 grams of sugar per bite. <laughs> and so, and then I was like, huh, I'm not feeling so good these days. I wonder why. I'm only drinking every night and consuming sugar like there's no tomorrow. You and I'm like, check your A1C. <laughs> so I was like, okay, okay, okay. I got the message. Like, yeah. And I, the funny thing, though, is that every time that I, this is the third time I do this cleanse, and last time was probably a year and a half or two ago. Every time I do it, it's not nearly as bad as I think it is. Uh, I always think like, what am I going to eat? It's like half of the time I eat stuff that's pretty tasty. You know, it tastes really good. Like there's a bunch of salads that like I make. Savannah makes them a lot and they are amazing. And they are phenomenal, you know, between uh, sunflower seeds and kale and avocado and uh, walnuts. And she throws quinoa in there. And it's like you eat chunks of this stuff. And it's like this stuff is awesome. It's not just healthy. It tastes really good. And you're 60 days away or less from pulling cucumbers out of your own garden right there's nothing that tastes better than that yep so or like we've got a lot of chives or green onions scallions i guess and it's just nothing better than oh no, man go out and pop a couple out rinse them off and chop those fuckers off and throw them in and yum yeah i'm on a we grew that gardening kick without knowing anything of what i'm doing but uh, i'm uh, trying those tomatoes tell me that it's gonna be all right so that's the fingers crossed but yeah so that's what's going on so i mean uh sadly this whole uh cleans idea came right when uh, uh the good pete hoffman from um sellers uh <laughs> sent me some wine and so yeah. I have this awesome organic wine sitting there that's looking at me every day, say, drink me. You picked the wrong time. Me. And I'm like, okay, it's going to taste so good after 30 more days. Oh, I can do it. expires in 29 days. I don't know what you're going to do. Luckily not. That's the problem. But uh, so, yeah, that's, so that's what's up. We uh, delved into a whole new, I don't know, I guess I've complained once or twice, no straw bales. Yeah. I've been around. They just, just didn't happen. Apparently... And I don't know the exact reason. I thought I did. I was wrong. But they're not available. And it's funny. When we made our dash out to the Salton Sea, like we literally just got in the car and drove. Didn't really hop out anywhere except to pee by the side of the road. Because um, you can't go to the bathroom anywhere. Right, that's, how they, that's how they keep us locked. That's how they keep us locked down, man. You can't piss anywhere. How the hell are you going to make a trip across the country? It seemed like every fifth semi was full of alfalfa and just, you know, oh, yeah. complete semis loads of these straw. Yeah. And I was like, surely we ought to find it. But we've not been able to find it. So my wife found this crazy thing. What is it called? It is a hugel culture. But it's essentially you dig yourself a big ditch about a foot deep, about the size that you yeah. want this mound to be. It looks like we buried bodies in the backyard is what it looks like when we're done. And then you fill it with all these sort of logs and sticks and branches and everything at the bottom. And then you build it into a mound. Nice. So now we have a mound garden. So, so we'll yeah, see how it goes. Straw bales were the way it used to go. I think could be that um, a lot of people panic during the pandemic, rightfully so. And a lot of people who didn't think about gardening before got into it. Because I notice even things like raised beds or other things that people use for gardening, hard they're twice as expensive as they usually are. They are either hard to find or the price has been jacked like crazy because there's a huge demand right now. So, so do not garden, people. Gardening is a terrible thing. Please don't do it. We need the prices to go back down. <laughs> At least the dirt seems to be affordable still. Okay, let me jump on a different topic. I okay. Guess. So I was looking at the Instagram of uh, my friend and former drunken Taoist guest, Ilima Lay McFarlane. And Ilima um, was supposed to get married and then pandemic hit. So, of course, like actually two or three people I know already who had the weddings planned and they got kicked out by the pandemic. And um, Can't do it on Zoom? I mean, you know, they wanted <laughs> to do something with friends and everything. Yeah. And they decided, no, which is fine. Makes sense. But um, so I was looking at, she's funny because she 
does not have many problems putting forward uh, ideas that she knows she's poking the beast. Mm, even I don't know though, anything about that. <laughs> even though when you look at what she says, should be the least controversial stuff in the world. I mean, she made a post not too long ago about basically women making their own money and just saying, hey, you know, the fact that uh, you don't depend on a guy for money is healthy for everybody. Should be like the most basic thing in the world, right? You should be able to agree to that. You didn't say anything particularly radical. But then again, remember, A, that's the theory. The reality is that a lot of people are weirder than we think. B, she gets an MMA crowd, which is not renowned for its progressive views. There's a lot of like ultra insecure. Barefoot and pregnant and in the kitchen, goddammit. What the hell is going on here? And so I'm reading like some of the comments that she got, and they are like insane. Like you think it's 2020, and you're like, come on, this is a parody. I don't this anymore. Has to be I did. Somebody. For, I think we broke loose and fell backwards to 1958. Yeah, someone <laughs> is like, uh, only weak men would let uh, these uh, gender ideas delegate their masculinity. Now the good part comes. We are stronger, faster, smarter, and better than women. On a natural level, we are above women. And I'm not here to step on anyone's toes. Um, and I love women. Yeah, other than saying that they are dumber, slower, worse, and weaker. But other than that, I, you know, he clearly loves them. I'm just here to say what needs to be said because most people won't. Now, never mind the fact that I edited this because it's like the amount of like, I made it say what he's trying to say. There were like about 72 grammatical mistakes in this passage that makes the whole we are smarter hilarious even funnier the whole thing you know and uh, my favorite are the ones who are slightly better educated so they actually do put a sentence together that doesn't involve 22 spelling mistake per word mm-hmm. but my favorites are the ones who bring up their high cue oh. that i'm just like it's almost like a scientific like i think there should be another law of uh, physics like if you bring up your IQ in conversation, that means almost certainly you're a damn fuck. Because I don't know a single smart person in the world who ever goes saying, you know, Look my IQ clearly proves that I'm... It's like, so, okay, so there's that. We may have to invent a word for that. Yeah, right? The, uh, dumb genics. Yeah. But, IQ-genics. Um, but one guy that I need to find, because this one was brilliant. This one is actually useful. It's not just, I mean, there are two separate conversations to have on this Instagram thing. One is the regressive views are way more common than one would think. You know, they're like the amount of, like, especially when it comes to gender roles, the amount of ultra sexy shit that is like very, really, I mean, we are smarter, we are better. That's straight up misogyny stuff, right? It's like super anti-women vibes. It's very, very prevalent. Do you think that's an American thing? Or um, is that a global thing? I sure as hell see it a lot in the U.S. For and sure. there are many cultures where this is the norm, even more so than in the United States. Yeah, I guess Asian cultures can lead that way for sure. Well, mid bunch of uh, Middle Eastern culture, sure. bunch of, you know, actually... Okay. Good chunks of the world are yeah, like this. I was just sort of reflecting on it. Yeah, absolutely. As far as Western world goes, it seems to be U.S. Worse seems here to than be Europe. hitting the point. But yeah. still, you know, it, it's kind of bad all around, which, again, is ridiculous to think based on where we're at. It's 2020. Jesus Christ. How could you claim yourself a fan of women and read that list off? That was the funniest part of the sentence. I love women, except for the fact that we are smarter, better, faster, and stronger. But other than that, women are great as long as they cook me food and uh, it's just like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. How did it get that way? How could a person with a daughter think that way? Yeah. Right? So... Or and, a and mama. Even, yeah, or, <laughs> yeah, or just, yeah, even if you don't, like, even if you're, they are not your family member, hopefully you have, you're developed enough as a human being to recognize that women may actually be people and may actually, it's like, Jesus Christ, it's not a radical notion here, you know? Well, you let That's them vote and look what happened. Pretty much, right? That's the attitude. That's crazy and sad. Yeah. I don't know. See, you're leaning me pro-virus again. Here we go. But there's another <laughs> one, the, a second comment that I thought was really interesting because there's somebody who's like, she's actually engaging in a conversation with somebody. And this person is being really annoyingly hateful and eventually Lima gives up clearly. But um, 
you know, he makes he's very aggressive about this point of view. Very, and and then he he says something that actually found enlightening. Not in the sense that there's anything smart about this guy who should be, you know, dumped in a basement somewhere. But like, there's something that's actually useful from what he says. Here he says. Um, He's commenting about the back and forth between them. And he says, oh, you're trying to be sarcastic and pretend like you don't care, but it just shows your stupidity because you keep responding to me. Okay, we're on to something there. He says, <laughs> This was his response. Yeah, I think it's funny that someone like you feels threatened by someone like me. I mean, nobody on the internet, and I'm making you take time out of your day to respond to me because I'm getting to you that bad. Seems like you're the one with the problem. I'm just getting entertainment. Wow. Now, never mind the fact that anybody who writes this is a troll. Just come, right? Back, just yeah. horrendous human being. But start from that. Unfortunately, there's a lot of those, right? But, however, once we establish that this guy is a dick, uh, there's something he's saying that's actually useful to me, and I think to other people too. Because when he says that, I'm making you take time away from your day to respond to me, and I'm getting entertainment. You know, so often we get into social media discussion thinking that it's a discussion, thinking that it may lead somewhere, thinking that it may be even educational, that it can be useful to somebody. The reality is that unless it becomes clear within the first two interactions that the person is open to actually have a discussion and then usually those things end well and there's a you know, respectful exchange going on. You're just wasting your time. You're just wasting your time. And this guy is right. He's making you take time from your day, which clearly is way more valuable than being wasted on an asshole like this. Is he also desperate for attention, you think? Clearly, yes. It's got to be a big clearly part Clearly, these it. are people. That's, he's scored now. Oh, that's the thing. I got like, him. Reel him in. These are people who are bored out of their mind, who want attention. And like any asshole kid ever learned, any attention is good, including negative attention. So if I set the house on fire, they will pay attention to me. Yeah. If I just uh, piss on the food, they will pay attention. doesn't matter how asshole it is or how bad the attention is. I just need the attention because I'm lonely and miserable and bored, right? And so that's their way to get something out of it. So every time you do that, you are feeding them. You know, you are giving them what they want. And you are wasting time and valuable energy. So whereas, I mean, I did such a 180 on this. Whereas my attitude was like, I ne for years and years on social media, I never blocked anybody. I never did anybody. My view has been changed completely where I'm just like, don't press the button, done. I never have to interact with this human again because it's a waste of time. Yep. It's amazing, isn't it? Yeah. I just speak almost the opposite of that. Um, one of my wife's family members is very much a heritage, not hate sort of fella mm -hmm. from back, you know. And I guess if they believe that, they believe it. Right. But when all this stuff went down in Minneapolis, he actually posted the easiest thing to do would be to string him up and hang him right now so we can all be done with this. <laughs> right. And I was in shock. That you said that. That he right. said that outright. It was just, wow. Yeah. It gave me a glimmer that, maybe there is a tiny little window where we can find some common no, ground. No, and in fact, that's the thing. Is like It doesn't mean you should just kick out anybody who has, um, who has different opinions from you. That's not the goal of the game. Yeah. But it's like only people who are respectful, pleasant, who are willing to actually have a discussion and not just recite the party line. And, and if that's the setup, great, go for it. It was just refreshing. But the, now, okay, I just said one thing, but look at the other side. And this is where I torture myself with this stuff. <laughs> uh, I think we mentioned there a while back, but there was a famous incident involving Sarah Silverman, um, comedian. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and uh, she said that uh, at one point there was this Twitter exchange where she made a uh, comment and somebody replied, you know, giving her a bunch of shit and uh, being very aggressive toward her. And she started this discussion with this person. And I don't know what strange alchemical magic ended up happening, but in her discussion, suddenly this dude started opening up to her, started, and she started helping him. 
pretty much live on Twitter going back and forth where the guy's like, man, I'm just miserable. So he came to attack her because she's famous. She responded very kindly and slowly he made him start to open up. And then before you know it, that was actually a good interaction. Now, here is the problem. For every time that happens, there are about 50,000 other interactions where you're just going to waste your time. So, yes, theoretically speaking, it could turn out into something good where you're able to reach to somebody who's behaving like an asshole and actually help turn somebody who could go in a really horrible direction in a more pleasant one. That's a glorious win. However, the odds of that happening... Rarity. Compared to how much time and energy you're going to lose if you try to do that with everybody who behaves like an asshole online. While... Hat off to Sarah Silverman, and I think that story is pure. I mean, she was an absolute master in that, and she played it so well and obtained an amazing result. I think that for everybody's mental health, the block button is absolutely easier. Yeah, chasing down trolls and changing their minds is not something that happens very no. often. And so, you know, it was weird because I was reading this comment on Ilima's post and thinking, man, there are some really shitty human beings out there. Not that I need to be reminded, but sometimes it somehow surprised me anyway. But then this thing, I was like, you know what? This is useful to me. This is, I'll just, I've already started doing it more, but I'll do it even more. That the first moment where you give a shitty attitude, see ya. out, done. I don't need that on, I don't need to see it. I don't need to interact with it. I don't need any of that because it's true that that's what they feed on, you know? Wasting your valuable time. So tell somebody off how horrible they are, blah, blah, blah. It's like, for what? What did you accomplish, you know? I um, spent the past, past few days as things got crazy just listening to old music that I liked. Mm-hmm. I turned the internet off. Oh, yeah. You know, did peak on occasion when it looked like there was trouble in Santa Monica. Sure. But wasn't going to sit and watch that shit all day. Right. And... As sort of these like late 80s, early 90s songs were playing, there were a lot of people commenting on, we are from a different time. Mm-hmm. That if you were you know, a teenager back then, things were so different. And I wrote a couple of them down because I thought it was really interesting. No smartphones, no social media. We had anonymity, innocence, and it was nice. Yeah, I mean... Uh, let me think this through. Well, I'll get you another one while you're thinking about yeah. it. Yeah. I miss those days because back then a lost connection was a lost connection. <laughs> That's true. Nowadays, you can search for virtually anybody and find them in an instant. That one is undeniably true. Yeah. Leaving shit back in the past. It, it, still, there's days when somebody pops up. It's like, oh, God. Right. No, that one is. How did that body climb out of that grave? Undeniably <laughs> true. Absolutely. The. Um, yeah, no, shit like that for sure. Because, yeah, you never lose people the same way. At the same time, you know, I tend to hesitate to romanticize the past in that regard in terms of how pretty... Because the reality is that... Uh, that's a tricky one, man. Sorry. I, I keep going back and no, forth. That's totally fine. That's, I'm it got a, my attention, too, because I kind of, like, was waffling with it as well. Because, yeah, it was nice back then. It was cause sort of crazy. If you could hang out with your friends, sure. you didn't get on the internet and chat over it. Y'all had to get in somebody's car and drive around and find beer. It was hard. <laughs> but, no, and of course, I mean, there's, there's so something much, lost. Yeah, there is. And I think like one of the problems, too, without sounding horrendously anti-democratic is that the fact that everybody has a voice. Um, unfortunately, if you're having a discussion about something... Some people have something to contribute to the discussion. Mm-hmm. Some people have opinions and ideas, and they may not f- fucking know anything, but they may ask the right question. They may, whatever it is, but they contribute in a positive way, in one way or another. There are a bunch of people who unfortunately see the trolls we are just discussing are just going to put hateful shit, shit yeah. in everybody's face and and inevitably because people are not all Zen monks, create an emotional reaction, even in really smart people, who are then going to get lost chasing this <laughs> troll radar than focusing on the thing at end. And, and that's a problem. And that's a problem that, unfortunately, social media has amplified because, you know, you don't need to... Everybody can put whatever they want out there, which is both the good thing yeah. and the bad thing. 
Well, it's funny, like when when you kind of first think of the concept of everybody's gonna be able to communicate that this rainbow of information is gonna be available to everyone, but it seems at the end of the day we haven't moved much from our two base positions. Like there's not fifteen different parties happening now where people are discussing. Right. We just stay glommed in, and I don't know if that's the way the algorithms work, because that's kind of a terrifying thing, sure. how the YouTube algorithms. Because yeah. I think initially the idea was to show you more different things. Right. No, that's But you're not getting more not clicks that, that no, way. No. And what it is, is like, oh, you like slinging shit? Check out Shit Slinger 5.0. You're going to love this one. Of course. And down they go. Yeah, pretty much. That's kind of what you... That's why, in fact, it's a real tricky thing because there's... Uh, it would be too easy to say, oh, it's bad. No, it's not bad. There are humongous advantages and humongous disadvantages at the same time. That's what makes it tricky. And, by the way, let's be real. It's super addictive because, you know, the interaction, the live, it's very, very easy to spend your days on it, for sure. Isn't that terrible? Yeah. That's uh, all these where I could instead be chasing mammoths in Far Cry Primal. You know? Absolutely. <laughs> I don't know. I think everybody just needs to go outside a little bit, work in their garden, yep. take yeah. a look at the sky, just get away from that screen once in a while. And the thing is that when you have face-to-face -face interaction, even with people that may have opinions that are radically different from yours, the odds that that, that conversation is going to proceed in a much more polite direction, in a much more constructive direction, where you go like, huh, I really don't see it that way. But tell me, a you know, where you have a respectful exchange because you see, and it's not just that you are scared of somebody like, oh, I can't just tell them to fuck off because they're in front of me. <laughs> it's also that you see that person in front of you. There's a humanity there that you acknowledge, that you are relating on another level of like, hey, you're a human being and you're not being shitty directly to me. So rather than you said something stupid, me saying, <laughs> you fucking idiot, how can you possibly say that? Oh, it's so easy. You go like... <laughs> So that's the part that of human communication that social media hasn't figured out at all. That you don't have that face-to-face. -face. You don't have that moment of kind of shared humanity. It boils down to just the opinions. And if the opinion is shitty, then you're going to respond like the person is shitty, you know? Well, when you're in person, I'm not saying who this happened to. But someone might have been at the grocery store a few days ago. And here comes a old man with his bright red MAGA shirt. Of course. No mask. In line behind me. So, oh, not me. By of some, behind somebody. And I saw that and I said, hmm, must be laundry day. And he's like, what's that mean? I said, well, if that's the only clean thing you've got to wear, it must be laundry day. And he grumbled and grumbled and grumbled. I'm sure. I just let him grumble after that. But it felt nice. <laughs> Probably not appropriate. But hey, no, and in fact, that's the <laughs> thing. It's like, it's not like all face-to-face uh, -face communications are going to go. No, hey, don't, it didn't go right? well at all. <laughs> but the odds tend to improve. For sure. Uh, that's all. Because there are also odds that whack you with a stick if you go too far. For sure. So well, that's well, the other aspect, right? Is the... What was that uh, Robert E. Howard quote? A civilized men can be more discorted than savages because they know they can... Basically, I forget the exact wording, but basically the idea is they can talk shit without having their head split with an axe. That's kind of... That'll keep you more polite for certain. Yeah, but yeah, it's important. Well, that was pretty incredible. We pretty much stayed out of the, the craziness of the past few days. Yeah. Yeah, because honestly, I mean, we are talking about it beforehand regarding the riots and everything. It's like... I don't think we have uh, enlightening insights to contribute. So for the sake of repeating rhetorical stuff on something... Y'all yeah. eh, already know what happened so yeah, far. Yeah, it's... Yeah, it's too... It's one of the things. Unless I feel that there's something interesting to throw out there, why go there, you know? No. Is, uh, I don't feel that in this case I have a voice that's going to say something particularly insightful that you haven't heard anywhere else so fuck it i think the closest thing i can get to any is that both groups boy i sound like the president there's fine people on both sides right. and i don't mean that in right. the charlottesville way but there are a lot of good police officers out there sure. that work hard every day and these protesters definitely have a gripe that needs to be sure so if these agent provocateurs and these fuckers that are burning shit down just to make other people look bad or right. 
that's where the problem is. Yep. And if somehow, I, I, there's no answer for it. Yep. No, it's hard. And a lot it's of people are going to get one. hurt, and I have a feeling this week's going to be as bad as last week, unfortunately. Yep. I'd love to be wrong. Yep. And it is good that the virus seems to be letting off. Yeah, and the main thing on that is, like, on the, you know, I have no problems with, you know, the guys who... Uh, they get into a giant fight with the police or when they in Minneapolis they set the police station on fire or something like that. Is that the most constructive thing ever? I mean, we can have a discussion, but that in itself doesn't bother me in itself. What bothers me is, you know, you whack some old lady in the head because she's trying to defend her mom and pop store. Yes. You're a dick. You know, that's a different thing. Or that's stealing even, from people. It's like, it's like yeah, your rule. You want to go steal exactly. from Target? Yeah. Empty it's it. like, You want right. to steal from Fred's Bodega? That's fucked up. Leave that guy alone. That's really You've probably up. been in there many times for yeah. a nice sandwich, and now you're going to steal from him? No, exactly. That's, that's where it turns into something else. But see, there's almost a basis there where the problem is these giant, I'm going to say it, mega corporations sure. where they're soulless and all they want is to suck the money out of everybody. I thought we broke that shit apart in the early part of no, the 20th century, no, but not. it just kept going. But yeah. that's where we fix it, yeah. where you bring everybody. And I don't, I don't say there's any way to do it, and I don't see any billionaires wanting to join in. Right. But if we did, everybody, you had a bodega, there were 10,000 McDonald's, there were 10,000 different burger joints, mm-hmm. some better than others, that that was the family place. And right. they may make enough money to get through the day. And oh, I don't know. No, it's... It's a tricky one. If you sure. spread if you spread it out, and I think you could spread it out where everybody does well. Yep. Together we rise. That would be a good goal. I like that. Cool, my man. Shall we wrap things up? I think that's good. Let's wrap more than the up. people deserve. <laughs> Hopefully enough to soothe them in these troubled times. Yes, indeed. The Funky Music means one thing. That's the end of another fine episode of the Drunken Dallas Podcast. And the glorious weather, the wind blowing, the birds tweeting, even an occasional plane here or there. It's a lovely outdoor location for recording. It sure is. I'm digging this. This is probably our best setup so far. Hell yeah. Let's say thank you to some very sweet folks who went uh, to the trouble of going on PayPal, going through paypal.me forward slash D, like my first initial, and Bolelli, B-O-L-E-L-L-I. Again, that's paypal.me forward slash D Bolelli, and have donated a little to support the podcast. Let the pottering begin. Our wonderful heroes are Aistis Giusca, Nicola Togni, Michael Lupsha, Eric Adam Collins, Samuele Rudelli, Edward Feldman, Jim D'Amico, Froggy Style Production, Theodore Burke, Yanni Linima, Luis Pesquera, Jesse Ratakangas, and Aaron Weisner. You guys are absolutely awesome. Thank if you, you so want to join this list of sweet folks to help us out, it's deeply, deeply, deeply appreciated. Everybody's welcome. Yes, indeed. <laughs> um, again, other way to do it is through using our Amazon link dbamazing.com again that's dbamazing.com takes you directly to whatever you purchase on Amazon at that point we'll get a little cut of it which is very sweet so those are the best ways to support the Drunken Taoist also of course if you want to write reviews on iTunes those are always welcome and um, I think that's our gig anything else? That's it. Keepit.org is still going on. Beautiful. People need help, and uh, you can help folks in the United States, too. So check that out. That's growing like crazy. And as always, thanks for listening, everybody. Thank you, guys. We did it. We did it. D-B-O-L-E-L-L-I. And so ends another awesome episode of the Drunken Dows Podcast. Be sure to keep your ears peeled for another mind-expanding episode coming soon. We'll be tweeting you as they come out. You can keep track of Daniele at dbolelli. That's D-B-O-L-E-L-L-I. And you can find me on Twitter at Richimon1. R-I-C-H-I-M-O-N and the numeral one. We'll see you all soon. Woo!
I don't want to hear this. No, you don't. <laughs> in questo caso, in questo caso, le provvidenze di Dio. Duncan showed you the way, yeah? Oh man, isn't that scary to think? Nice. So don't kill people, do that instead. <laughs> this was great, fucking awesome. And I love this conversation. I have nothing against chicken other than the fact that they are ugly and weird and strange. We've been yeah, having a great hour nice. here. Dun, dun, dun. I completely got lost. Are we doing the outro or the intro? We're right? outro. Oh, we're outro. Okay, sorry. So that's. <laughs> So let's continue. Did you ever see the movie Tombstone with uh, Val Kilmer and... Uh, uh, your accent, it just... Whatever that movie is you were trying to tell me about... Can you translate for me, please? I believe the word was Tombstone. Yeah, that one, exactly. <laughs> just as I was saying, you know, Tombstone. <laughs> now, most everybody thought... <coughs> Sorry. Well, <coughs> we'll do a cut on there. Or not. That was something else. <laughs> That's maybe too powerful. <laughs> What do I have to do? One day the rod shall teach you. Get back to work. Funky. Podcasting. It's like radio, but you can cuss. Why?